Ari. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Chronically Iconic. Where we talk about chronic illness and literally everything else. We did it again. <laughs> I think we're getting the intro down. I think we are too. It's been like us. seven <laughs> weeks now. How many podcasts do we have? Uh, I don't even know. I think this is like eight or nine. Oh, actually. So it's been eight weeks now? Well, more because we didn't do, we missed like two weeks. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we did flare. But we're here now, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I missed y'all last week. I know. This is so therapeutic for me. It is, me too. It really is. It's, like, good for my soul. I feel heard. I feel validated in my anger and frustration over things. Yes. So. And it's also a good break from, like, life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having... One hour just to sit down yeah, and talk to you well, and is also, so nice. Well, also, like, talking to friends is always good, but, like, a friend will never understand the pain mm. and the anxiety and just the everyday life living with a chronic illness, yeah. which is, and I don't want to be like, it's so much harder or it's so different, but it kind of is. It so. is. Yeah, this is good for I us. I mean, we both lived both sides of not having a chronic illness and then having a chronic illness. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, I don't really remember is. not having it I at do. this point. Oh, you do? Kind of. Because, like, I wasn't... I'm still not diagnosed, so I can't really say that. But I didn't have a chronic illness until I was 16. And... I think I was just, like... I was that sick kid that always was... Yeah. I was always sick. We just thought nothing of it Mm -hmm. so I was always kind of like ill yeah anyway but you want to do numbers yeah I would love to what's your number um my number's like a five today that's so I feel finally good for the first time in two weeks praise the lord I had a migraine for two weeks and I woke up this morning and I was just like expecting it to be there and it was gone that was my phone okay um (laughs) But it was gone, and I was like, thank you, God, yeah, and so, um, but yeah, I feel good, I had a really good doctor's appointment this week, I love the doctor that I had, do you want to talk about the appointment? Yeah, I had a doctor's appointment with movement disorders, Mm -hmm. and had no idea what I was doing going into the appointment, Mm -hmm. because my neurologist hello my neurologist was like hey I want you to go to movement disorders and I was like okay mm-hmm. have no idea what that's for but I'll go because you want me to it was it originally just to like let's check this part out like yeah let's look at this and... it she wanted me to go for tremors and like mm-hmm. I have this um I don't know what you would call it I don't know if it's like a tick or like a um I have anxiety muscle. shakes yeah um but FYI, tremors are where um, your muscles, like, contract and release really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, like, when they're nervous and they're sitting down, they, like, bounce their leg up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, is that a form, is that a tremor? I think that's, or no, that's mine like is a, different. Um, but I mean, it's kind of the same idea, though, as in, like, that's the movement your body makes. My 
Or my tremors like are like involuntarily shaking. Like I'm not yes, intentionally yeah. shaking. Right. Um, but I really like the doctor. She was like a couple years older than me, so I didn't feel That's like so I was talking to an old man about yeah. stuff. Like I felt like I was like really comfortable. Um, and she diagnosed me in the room. And that's never happened to me. So I was diagnosed with functional tremors and enhanced physiological tremors, mm-hmm. which is like What's um, the difference? still learning. Okay. Because <laughs> it, it was kind of like she told me a bunch of this stuff and was like, I want you to research it and I want you mm-hmm. to like understand so that you know what right, you have. Right. Um, and so what from what I understand is like um, they come with chronic illness mm-hmm. they come with sleep apnea they come with migraines which you i have, have all, all three those? they come well, with we don't know we don't know about sleep, sleep apnea, apnea but i'm getting tested. i have sleep apnea which does cause my tremors um they come with anxiety and then some of them come with medication well so. that like aggravates the fire out of me because it's like you go on the medication to help one thing, and then it causes it more causes issues, thing, yeah. or it's like gives you side effects that are maybe slightly better than mm-hmm. what you're taking it for. Yeah. So you have to decide like, mm-hmm. what do you want? You want it to help your migraines, or you're taking it off. You get off of it for your tremors. But if you but your migraines get worse. Yeah, migraines get just, worse. But if I don't like, take it, my tremors gonna get worse because mm-hmm. of my migraines. Yeah, but she gave me medicine and was like, you can try this um, if you want to, but I don't think you have Parkinson's. I don't think you have another autoimmune disease that's causing tremors. So it was a really big answer to prayer. Did she think think you have MS? She she called it MS. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Everyone but my neurologist calls it MS. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. So, um, some doctors like will let you in on what's going through their minds, and some won't. I like it when they do that. I really appreciate it because it's like my body. This mm-hmm. is a life or death situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So anyway, wow. So we're so grateful yeah. for that huge step forward, mm-hmm. I guess. And I have a sleep study. I meet with a sleep study doctor on Tuesday. I cannot wait to see your results. <laughs> I am so anxious and excited. I Isn't literally don't weird? sleep. <laughs> like, when I had, when I got was diagnosed with sleep apnea, it changed my life. So, yeah. I mean, anyway. What's your number? I think everyone should get tested for I, sleep yeah. apnea. <laughs> so, my number is an eight. I'm, I'm in a lot of pain today, but I think it's mostly just stress yeah related um and then actually i slept last night but i didn't sleep with my bipap because mm. i was so exhausted that i fell asleep and oh. didn't turn it on oh no <laughs> it's just a sad time <laughs> do you feel okay today um i'm not okay so if i were to like not go to sleep at all then i would be having seizure like episodes but I slept, just didn't sleep. Like, I didn't reach REM cycle or mm, whatever. Okay. So my body wasn't able to, like, recover mm-hmm. overnight. 
because I wasn't able to give it the oxygen it needed. So now my pain is just worse. Okay. So I can still function. Like, heaven forbid I don't have my BiPAP with me. But I can only go, like, a night or two without it. It definitely is, like, a life or death situation when I travel with it. I need to keep that thing, like, that is my carry-on. Yeah. Because it's so... Um, it's it's just like yeah. death, so yeah. So hi, I'm Nate. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, today we're talking about chronic illness mm-hmm. and body image. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this one is, it's not heavy necessarily, but like, I feel like it's really important to talk about because, um, especially. If, for me, I don't know about you, I don't want to speak for you, but before I was sick, I really wasn't worried about my body image. I was also 16. Yeah. Um, and I can, ow, I got a migraine. Dang it, Suddenly? it's coming back. Oh, no. Maybe it was just nerve pain. Okay. Um, and, sorry, after starting medication mm-hmm. and not being able to be active and um not having a body that works mm-hmm. like everyone else's I can tell that my body image has changed drastically mm-hmm. so I feel like it's a really important topic to talk about yeah I agree I before I was like diagnosed and before I had my first flare I was like <laughs> I looked anorexic mm-hmm. I would eat all the time but I was actually, like, body goals for the time and for, um, as a ballerina. So, like, you want to be deathly skinny mm-hmm. and light so that you can, you know, perform and, like, anyway. Yeah. So, I was the ideal body for most of my life. And then I got sick and, um... Obviously, when you take a medication, like, it can change your body overnight for good or for bad. And when you are trying a bunch of different medications and trying to figure out dosage and trying to figure out, okay, well, did this medicine actually help even though it gave you a migraine? Like, does this medicine work even though you gained 10 pounds? Are you Mm -hmm. willing to sacrifice that so you don't have more pain yeah and so I gained I was like a small all through high school and then I I went from a small to an extra large in a month and I think at the time it wasn't like it didn't mess with my brain too much because Mm -hmm. I wasn't wearing like normal clothes I was wearing pajamas 24 7 at that point um and yoga pants so like I didn't see the change because uh, I didn't really see my body or look at mm-hmm. it not because like I didn't want to yeah but because when you're sick you don't shower frequently yeah <laughs> uh so um yeah and then after that when I was diagnosed with or when I started sleeping with my BiPAP actually gained weight in a healthy way and so my body finally became like I didn't look anorexic and I wasn't overweight 
and like my body finally fit me. Does that mm, make sense? Yeah. And then I found Cymbalta. <laughs> I hate Cymbalta. It's so good and so bad. I had um, to get off of it. I Cymbalta is mostly used for depression, um, but it can also make a huge difference in treating fibromyalgia. So um, I've been on it. I mean, both are good to treat for me, um, but I'm I I was like at an eight for a really long time, and I felt so good about my body because mm-hmm. I like I had some curves. I like if my body fit me, like it just like I felt good at that size, mm-hmm. um, but. I'm I'm now like a, a fourteen sixteen, not bad at all. I have my curves are a little curvier, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's like, do you want to be skinny or do you want to be healthy? Yeah. So that's so right. <laughs> I mean, like even for people who don't have a chronic illness, mm-hmm. do you want to be skinny or do you want to be healthy? Yeah. And. For me, it's a no-brainer, but that doesn't mean, like, I'll be shopping, and I'm so confused. hmm So confused. Yeah. And I don't know if it's body dysmorphia. Oh, I definitely have body dysmorphia. I don't, like, view myself as big or, or like, mid-size. I don't view myself that way. And so I usually will pick sizes that are too small. Because I, like, my brain doesn't, isn't used, is that, I don't know, anyway. No, yeah, that makes sense. Um, for me, I've always struggled with body image, and then getting, becoming sick made it mm-hmm. very much not good. <laughs> Do you ever hate your body because it was sick? Yup. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... A couple years ago, I did this, not diet, but it, like, my doctor told me to get on it because it was going to help me, and Mm -hmm. then I did it, and then I found out that it kind of hurt my body in a way, Mm -hmm. and so I can't really do it anymore, but it helped because it was gluten-free, it It was keto, but it it wasn't as, like, intense as everyone else does it, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't do, like eating cream cheese straight out of the packet like that's disgusting um we just kind of did like sugar-free um soft keto yeah (laughs) yeah but um but I I agree with you like I really struggle with body dysmorphia and so most days I feel like I look like the blueberry from Willy Wonka Uh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then just rolling around yeah uh-huh but um researching i found that was very common and um a lot of it was because of medication mm-hmm. and because of side effects of medication mm-hmm. i was on gabapentin but we're not fans for of um 16 17 years wow five years and then they put me on Cymbalta this year in March, and I hate it. So I think I'm going to get off of it and try something else. Um, but I don't know if you've ever done this. Have you ever asked your neurologist for, like, weight loss medicine because of 
No, I haven't. And I think my my mindset towards like the medication and my my body and how I look and all of that kind of stuff. I I mean I would rather function throughout the day than add another medication so that I can yeah. look skinny like I used to. It's just not I don't I guess it's not a goal for me. Mm-hmm. Um but like I completely like hear you, you're valid and I am curious as to if there is something that uh. you can take. I know I've kind of I don't even know. Like I kind of want to go to um not a diet specialist. What are they called? They're doctors, but they, like, help you lose weight, and I don't know. Anyway. Well, s- since starting Cymbalta in March, I've gained 70 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's why I, one of the reasons I hate it. But it's yeah. also made, this is, like, really hard for me to talk about, so mm. you're Safe welcome. Space. <laughs> um, but, like, I've also had terrible side effects, but that's mm-hmm. just, like, you either are healthy or... Yeah you're not Mm -hmm. and so it's like do I want to take this medicine but the reason I want to get off of it is because like I'm having terrible side effects not just weight gain Mm -hmm. but like that's why I got off of gabapentin is because of weight gain I gained like 70 pounds on it so now the goal is a medication that doesn't cause weight gain for you kind of but right now I just want to get off of Cymbalta because it's making me like, have terrible migraines and, like, mm. not hallucinations, but, like, um, migraine. Like, colors. Yeah. And see colors and stuff. It's so difficult to decide, do I want to feel good about the way I look or do I want mm-hmm. to feel healthy? Yeah. Um, and I get frustrated because it's not as simple as, oh, I'm going to start exercising and just go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a luxury. I, I'm not able to do that at all because it will cause me to flare mm-hmm. and it will cause extreme pain. Yeah. Um. So it's just so much deeper than, oh, let me just go exercise and get yeah. some sun. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not going to help us at all. Yeah. If not even, like, it would hurt me in yeah. some cases. The other day I was thinking about, like, because I have a gym membership, I don't use it, mm-hmm. because when am I going to be able to go? When that, Yeah, that didn't come out right. That's okay, keep um, going. <laughs> but when I do go, I can't use the treadmill, mm-hmm. I can only use the bike, sometimes mm-hmm. I can use weights, but it'll make me have nerve pain, and yep. I was thinking about buying a bike, like, an actual bike, mm-hmm. but I told my mom that, and she was like, Haley, you have no balance, and I was <laughs> like, that's so true, maybe I shouldn't buy a bike. I've kind of accepted that, and now my doctors and my mother will always tell me, (laughs) if you exercise, it will help your pain. Yes, I think that is true for a lot of people. I will not exercise because I am not willing to accept the consequences Mm -hmm. of the act of exercising. Yeah. Uh, Because after I exercise, the pain is bad. Mm -hmm. So... I'm choosing not to do that, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that, but it's just frustrating 
the whole thing is because if I accept the fact that I can't exercise and I choose not to, then, you know, your body is will become weak. Yeah. You know, you'll lose muscle tone. Mm-hmm. Um, all of which are happening and have happened to me. Me too. Um, but it's like you can't win this mm-hmm. battle. I was going to ask you a question, and I can't. Oh, have you ever tried water aerobics? So... I, what, uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, the, <laughs> I have trauma connected to swimming pools and water, so, no, I, okay. I have tried it, but it was not a good experience, so I, I will not be trying it yeah. again. <laughs> I used to do it, and I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but it's so expensive. It is. So... Can and I, do, I would like to do I'm it I'm also late. Like, it's such a hassle. You have to get to the gym. <laughs> you have to change. Yeah. Get in the water. Get out of the water. Change again. <laughs> but you're, like, wet from the pool. Oh, I can just think of so many reasons why you I shouldn't like to do swim. it. <laughs> um, I have a few questions on here. Okay. What body changes did you have... Like, when you started flaring, that made you struggle with your body image? Um, so, I I gained weight in the middle. So, like, my stomach um, and my chest, like, that's where the weight goes. Well, and kind of my butt, which is great, but not great. <laughs> um, so, that's where I gained weight, and it's really difficult to find... Um, not that I'm trying to hide my stomach... But it is the one part of my body that I'm like, uh, why? I just want it to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe my organs are just extra big. And so, I don't know. <laughs> um, so probably my stomach and, um, this might be TMI, but we'll just go for it. Uh, we've said too many things on uh, we're, we're here now, so... <laughs> Um, I actually had a breast reduction to help with my fibromyalgia, and it made a huge difference. And I need to have the surgery done again for my pain. Um, and that was, going through that was really mentally hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my my chest and my stomach probably are the two things. The biggest changes. Yeah, I loved when I got hips, I was like, yes, I am a woman. <laughs> but, like, my stomach and my chest, I was like, ugh. Yeah. Those Mine are the two. was my face. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I'm, I mean, in my stomach. But, like, my face just, I carry all my weight in my face, and I hate it. Mm. And so I always, like, if I feel really bad about myself, I sit like this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. I think that's the biggest thing for me, or my booty, but, yeah, you know, that happens to everyone. It does. <laughs> um, I, my face has gotten really puffy, like, back when I was on steroids and stuff yeah. like that. Can we just talk about prednisone real quick? Because I freaking, <laughs> I mean, I love it because it helps me feel better, mm-hmm. but I hate it mm-hmm. because... It makes me feel hot. It mm-hmm. makes me gain weight. Mm-hmm. It makes my clothes not fit. It makes my face red. I have heat flashes. Good lord. 
<laughs> I think you're allergic to that one. Like, that's too many side effects for it to be like, Oh my I just gosh. have a bad reaction to it. No, that's no. like an allergic reaction. <laughs> I hate it. But it makes me feel better. And so I have to take it when I have flares. <sighs> when was the last time you took it? It's been a really long time. I have to cough. <coughs> I was choked on my water. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) You okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how I feel about prednisone. I don't like it. And then every time that I flare, they're like, let me just give you a prednisone shot. I'm like, no, I'd rather feel sick. Oh, yeah. Some medicines, I just would rather take the pain. That's what I was talking about, Benadryl. Mm -hmm. I, I had a migraine for two weeks, and I would just rather push through it then have to go to the ER and get Benadryl through an mm-hmm. IV because people don't understand I think okay I have this mindset too though like I'm I will always and I I struggle with it but I will always choose my health over my looks yeah me too because at the end of the day being able to do things that make me happy is more important than when I look in the mirror like once a day to brush my teeth yeah do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and if I can't if I can't like be okay with that like Mm -hmm. there's no way I could live with a chronic you really have to just let your body be yeah and I've gotten really I've gotten a lot better at that because like I used to have to take a shower every day Mm mm-hmm and I can't, I can't do that anymore. And if you, if you're listening and you have chronic illness, you'll understand that because mm-hmm. it takes all of the energy so out of energy. you. And I have to take showers in the morning mm-hmm. because if I take it before I go to bed, it's like, it's hard. I've been, I've been doing that too since the weather changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you have a chronic illness and it comes to the way you feel about your body and about yourself you have to kind of make the decision that you're going to choose your health because mm. if you don't, it would be dramatic, but if you don't, you die. <laughs> I mean, like... Yeah, and I've learned, like, it's okay not to wear makeup. Like, girl, it's fine. <laughs> I used to, yeah. well, in high school, I felt like when I was in my wheelchair, I felt like mm-hmm. I had to wear makeup every day and I had to dress cute. I will cute. say this, though, because I have a chronic illness um, and I'm in debt, like my looks are all I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, I'm broke and sick, and at least I have my looks. Which is, <laughs> I mean, it's a joke, but like it's also true. So <laughs> I think that's why I love like putting outfits together mm-hmm. and like the idea of jewelry and those. It's those small things that make me feel like I am cute, even while choosing health over mm-hmm. my looks does that make sense the small things are so important like especially going out to the store I'm like I mm-hmm. would like to wear this because mm-hmm. I feel cute and oh, it's gonna take something me something I started doing um I think I started it last year and this is back when I wasn't able to consistently leave the house mm-hmm and leaving the house was like a treat and then I'd have to like recover from leaving the mm-hmm. house and so I got to where, like, when you have a chronic illness and you hit a flare that is, you know, lasting for weeks mm-hmm. or months, 
you stop caring. And um, I think every once in a while I would be like, okay, I'm going to Target and I'm going to look cute. (laughs) (laughs) And so every time I left the house, I would like dress really cool, Mm -hmm. even if I was just going to get milk. (laughs) And um, I would take a picture of myself in in like a Target mirror. I love that. And so I have an album on my phone called Good Health Days. I love that. And it's full of pictures of every time I leave my house looking cute. I mean, I don't feel good in a Mm -hmm. lot of them, but it's like those times when you feel like you'll never feel good or never feel cute again Mm -hmm. or like, you know, you feel like... What, You're gonna flare for whatever. What was her name? Uh, Violet. Violet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you're rolling around like that. <laughs> I can look at that album and be like, yeah. okay, those are some good days, and that looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come back. That's the hard part. Yeah. Is remembering the few good days, and like it all goes back to like. Okay, I'm gonna do a small thing that makes me feel really good about myself. Mm-hmm while still choosing my health because I still chose my health even on those days mm-hmm. I yes I forced myself to get out but it was good for me mentally yeah I don't know I think and those days are hard it. too because like once you've gone in a flare for like a month mm-hmm. and the day that you are ready to get out it's terrifying I don't know it about is. you but it's terrifying for me yes like I, I am sorry <laughs> no I'm just so scared to get out in the winter, um, if I don't leave my house, like, for maybe, like, three to five days, I start getting anxiety about walking outside, mm-hmm. um, and so there are times when, like, I mean, it's kind of sad, but there are times when I'll be like, mom, I need you to take the dogs out, I just, I'm too scared to, like, leave my house, which isn't even the backyard, mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, yes, it's important for me to take those good health day pictures, especially to look at in the midst of flares like Mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah, (laughs) it's, I just remember having that, that flare in March was like really big for me. And I know I bring it up a lot, but like it really was like a really big time. And so I remember like at the end of it. I was finally feeling better, and then I was like, I'm going to have to leave now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have to drive myself places. Mm-hmm. And Like, you have to relearn how, how to, to do things. go out in the mm-hmm. world. How to talk, and how to do small talk, and mm-hmm. how to use self-checkout. You have to figure it all <laughs> yeah. out again. Yeah. Because you go months without doing something, and then you're like, which is the break? <laughs> It's just the gas. Oh, my gosh. What's the speed limit? Yeah. I did some research, and in this survey from the Mental Health Foundation from um, the UK, um, it says that a higher proportion of adults who had health problems or disabilities that sustain substantially limited their daily activities reported feeling shame 31 percent or feeling down or low in the last year 47 percent because of their body image compared to individuals without a living condition 18 percent and 30 32 percent similarly 
50% of adults with health problems or disabilities said their body image neg negatively affected their self-esteem compared to 36% adult of adults without a limiting, limiting condition. I thought yeah. that was true. Some hardcore <laughs> numbers. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I can relate. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and. <laughs> um. I don't know what else to say. Um, I have a question. Yes. What are some things that you do to make you feel cute while being sick? Like mm -hmm. in a flare or just in general? Just in general. One of mine is I ordered some like oversized t-shirts mm -hmm. that are really like cool and funky and I wear those to sleep in instead of the uh, sick pajamas that everybody has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I like to online shop <laughs> a lot, but I always have my nails done so that I feel yes. put together. Yeah. And people always make fun of me, but, like, when I'm sick, I just feel like having my nails done and having my toes done and, like, mm -hmm. having my eyebrows done, like, make me feel like some part of my life is put together. Yes. And I have control over that. Yeah. And, um, not when I flare, but I really like to make jewelry, and so mm -hmm. I like to wear jewelry. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. When I go out, I don't want to, like, be wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. I always try to, like, look decent because I don't know when the next time I'll be able to get out is. Mm -hmm. And... It's just clinging to that little bit of norm normalcy. Yeah. Is that a word? Uh-huh. Um, I, tr I try, like, when I'm in a flare, I try not to wear pajamas all the time. That's another thing. I do, too. That really um, affects my mental health and how I feel about my mm -hmm. body and being sick. Um, and so I try to do some, you know, athleisure wear kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. But I'll admit, sometimes I stay in my pajamas the whole day, and then I'll change into new pajamas the next day. I do that, too. There's no shame. No. I think that, especially in my flares, when I'm trying to feel like a person still, and like I'm being productive even though I'm not, like, I try to take a shower once a week even though it's really hard and I'm in a lot of pain mm -hmm. or like at least wash my hair and not let it get matted or not matted but like tangled and mm -hmm. I sometimes I'll leave my hair in a bun for like a week when I'm in a flare and mm -hmm. so like I'll try to like let my mom take it out and brush yeah, it. Yeah I had to cut my hair off because I was so sick that all I did was lay down mm -hmm. and so my hair was so thick that it would take like days for it to dry mm -hmm. and so TMI but mold so <laughs> I had to cut my hair off which was really hard because you know I was kind of known for my hair again going along with feeling cute and all that kind of stuff um but I was proud of myself because I chose health over the look, and I rocked it, and I shaved my head a couple of times, 
and now I love it, but... I love it. I don't look good with short hair, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I've never seen you with short hair, so... Yeah, you don't want to. I look okay. like a cabbage patch kid, um, <laughs> but I do make sure to, like, brush my hair and... Mm-hmm not keep it in a bun even though I'm really oh, bad at that. Oh, doing face masks? No, that, I don't do that. Okay. Well, I that should. makes me feel cute and normal mm-hmm. and I don't know. That helps yeah. me. But. Um, like I said, I really like to keep my nails done and sometimes if I don't have my toes done, Reagan will paint them for me. Oh, that's so cute. I know. <laughs> that's so sweet. Um, I don't know. I just like to feel like a normal person. I mean, I am a normal person, but you know what I mean, like... A person that's not constantly in pain. Yeah, like... And sick. Getting my hair done. I love getting my hair done Mm -hmm. so much. It's a problem. Even though I don't do it that often. Like, one time I went two years without getting my hair cut. So, I just... I like getting my hair cut. I like getting my eyebrows done. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I have... It, like, just helps you forget about your pain. Mm Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Most of it. Um. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. (laughs) Do you have any, like, um. I don't know. What are the things that make you feel not cute? Mm. Which I guess we kind of already talked about it. I think. Not being able to okay. get up. <laughs> this is something, because I live with my family, and I hate this. Um, oh, you got dressed today, or oh, you got up today, oh, you took a shower. Like, these are all normal things that if you did them, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you know what I mean? That makes me feel not cute mm. about my body. Yeah. Um, that's something that. I really hope that other people will recognize how damaging that can mm-hmm. be. I feel like I sound dramatic, no, but um, that's something I, I still struggle with that one. What are, what are things that people can do? I mean, your body image is for yourself, but how can people like support you in that? I feel over the moon when people tell me I look really good. Me too. Because that's the goal in life for me when I leave my house. Not in a conceited way, but in a I want to look good. I want to feel good. If I look like I feel good, maybe I'll actually start feeling good. Um, You know, I mean, it's like you feel gross when you're... Yeah, you feel gross when you're walking around in a t-shirt for three days like I mean you know but if you kind of pull it together Mm -hmm. you can feel better and you feel I mean I feel happier Mm -hmm. I'm a lot nicer when I look good (laughs) when I feel like I look good (laughs) I used to tell my family because they were like why do you dress up every day in high school and I was like I'm in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. I can't walk Mm -hmm. this is all I have Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so it's like you can only do what you have control over and I mm-hmm. literally felt like I only had control over thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, how I looked which yeah. I'm not being conceited like I no. don't but it's just like you you under how do I wear this it's like I didn't have control over my health I didn't have mm-hmm. control over 
my I mean I had control over my education but I couldn't go to school and so the only days that I went to school I wanted to look decent right and that's kind of how I feel now like I never know what days I'm going to be able to get out of the house Mm -hmm. and right now it's been a good health kind of yeah there's this saying like don't save um your party dress for the party like yes wear it now Mm -hmm. I'm a strong believer in that there's also a saying that I love and it's like if someone can't change it in five minutes don't comment on it interesting and I elaborate on I will so like if someone can't change their weight or their name or um they have pimples on their face and they can't change it in five minutes don't say anything about it but if they have food in their teeth or food on their face or something on their shirt that you can help them with, you can say something about it, like, to help them, to be kind. And I think that's really important mm-hmm. um, because... That's so interesting. That's a great, like, role to live by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that is something that everyone needs to apply to their lives, especially mm-hmm. now. Um Let's talk about feeling cute in a wheelchair with a cane, with a walker. There are so many Yeah. (laughs) There's so many beautiful people in the in this community. Here, here. That I am not jealous of. But maybe (laughs) a little bit. Y'all are so pretty and I just feel like every time I'm using a mobility aid, I just Mm -hmm. feel bleh. Same. Yeah. Maybe I just need to get a prettier one because mine's silver. <laughs> <laughs> I um, you know, I don't use a mobility aid. Um, I haven't had a reason to. I do wear a brace, um, but that's at night. You know, I wear my BiPAP at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so except for my handicap parking sticker, mm-hmm. that's about it for me. Um. I do remember using my wheelchair for, like, the first couple of months when I started to get really sick. And I didn't feel ugly or, like, not cute. Mm-hmm. I felt really small and unseen. Yes. Which can lead into, like, some body issues, but it's more of... It's different. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to say? <laughs> you felt like you were not in the conversation. It wasn't really based on body image. Yeah. I don't know. I felt removed from my body mm-hmm. almost. Like Oh, okay. It's like your body isn't... It's a chair now. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how I felt. Okay. Um... um because well, you use your you use your mobility aids a lot more frequently. Yeah, when I use my cane, I feel like I need to get a prettier one because I, I have a silver one and I have a red one, that's like you fold it up and you can like put mm-hmm. it in your purse. We need to make them sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are kind of ugly. Um. So let me know if you'll have any like small businesses that I can buy from because I would love that um and then my forearm crutches are ugly they're silver but I don't really use those as often I normally just use like 
my cane or my wheelchair. Um, and my wheelchair is custom, so it's like maroon. But when I used it in high school, I just felt like I had to wear clothes that people would notice so that I would be talked to. And seen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same. Yeah, I think so. Uh, did you feel ugly using your mobility aids? I feel awkward. Not necessarily ugly or, like, mm-hmm. not cute. It just feels weird. and But, like, that goes along with I don't use mine frequently. I use mine so. more frequently, so I don't really feel awkward. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like... People should... The people around me feel awkward. Yeah. But... <laughs> I I think people should just get used to it. Um, but I don't... I don't really feel like... I feel like maybe at the beginning, mm-hmm. I felt more uncomfortable. So when you, like, sit down in your chair now, are you like, yep, okay, ready to go? Like, yeah. Is it not... It's I think I've gotten more used to it, mm-hmm. but I think... It's taken me a really long time to get mm-hmm. used to it. And um, I think it. I've had to, like, I have a maroon wheelchair, and it's, mm-hmm. like, custom to me. And so... I think that probably makes a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. My wheelchair wasn't custom, and it was for somebody who was much larger than mm-hmm. I. And so I felt like my chair kind of swallowed me. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was a chair. Oh, yeah. I think now the words are coming together and I phrased them in a more understandable way, no, I, I think. Understand what but you mean. um I think there I had to use a couple different ones before I got that one because mm-hmm. the process takes literally mm-hmm. so long. So the first one I used was out from the church that I went to. And then the second one that I used was broken. And then... That's depressing. Yeah, so it just felt really awkward. I think it makes a huge difference if you have mobility aids that are made for you, that are your style. Yes. Then it becomes a part of you, Mm -hmm. and you're not a part of it. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, It doesn't feel like you are the mobility aid. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You feel like you're your own person. You're no longer the chair. Yeah, yeah. Um... But I just really feel like I need to get a new cane. <laughs> you should. I treat yourself. Too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it it took me a while, but I think I've been able to understand like I need this for myself. I need it for my health. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna have to deal it's with fine. it. Yeah. yeah, and like oh I didn't tell you this the other day, I was feeling really sick and I had to go into Walmart. And I was like, okay, do I either walk into Walmart feeling really sick or do I use the little buggy thing? I don't know what they're called. The remote ones? The little scooter. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, do I either flare and once I get in my car because I've walked through Walmart or do mm-hmm. I use the buggy? And I was like, the buggy makes me feel embarrassed because, yeah. you know, all of the old people use them. And, which isn't a bad thing. No, They no, need them. Yeah, but it's, like, as a 20-something. Yeah, I'm 21 years old, and I, sh- and I don't want people to be like, oh, you don't need that. Because they will. Mm-hmm. But I used it anyways, and then I didn't flare. 
and so it's like what you said yeah yeah which one is worth it to you Mm -hmm. i will say sometimes i'm like i'm just gonna push through and be fine (laughs) because i don't want to i don't know i don't want to i don't want to yeah i think that needs to be okay yeah the pressure yeah so what about going out with friends do you feel cute in comparison to friends because all over social media there's like this thing where they talk about like all my friends looking like Kendall Jenner and then me a potato (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah like that comparison like I don't know like I guess in the world people feel like your friends should all be the same level of whatever I don't do you know what I'm talking about yeah do you feel cute when you're with your friends or do you feel like slightly less than because your body isn't working or because you're in a mobility aid this is really hard for me to answer okay you don't have to answer if you don't want to I will because we're gonna be truthful um I used to really struggle with that and I used Mm -hmm. to not feel like I measured up mm-hmm. in that way I guess um but I also didn't have good friends mm-hmm. in high school who didn't make me feel worthy of that mm-hmm. or worthy of friendship or just make you feel equal yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and so I think I really had to fight to be heard or mm-hmm. to be um listened to in any mm-hmm. way um and um i think um now i think there's times where i tell myself that i'm not pretty enough or i don't look good enough to oh, hang out with these people negative but yeah. i don't think I think that's just me telling myself that. Mm-hmm. It's not anyone else. It's Everyone just myself. Everyone has that yeah. voice in their head. I definitely compare myself to friends and um, not like in looks because my look is so unique in my mm-hmm. own. Um, and I'm biracial and all my friends are white. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't really compare myself in that sense. But in the... Um, like the busyness of life the where they are in their lives and where I am in mine um I feel behind and somehow feeling behind can make me feel less cute it's connected somehow it's connected it sounded weird coming out of my mouth no it's connected but that's how I feel and um so it's it's uh it's more than accept yourself, you're worthy. It's it's like a it's deeper mm-hmm. because I can't change where I'm at in my life. And there are a lot of things that I have to accept that I'll never do. Mm-hmm. Um and that can make you feel less cute. Like there are places I'll never go to like that are like I mean, Ferris wheel stuff. I will oh, never be cute on there with somebody because no i just will never be on a fair okay show. well anyway <laughs> do you know what i mean i yeah. don't know i had a meltdown last week was it last week it was a couple weeks ago about this exact 
topic because mm. I was just talking to my mom about how I felt like I was behind in life mm. because like I have so many doctor's appointments lined up because of I have to get into Mayo because mm-hmm. I have to see what's wrong with me mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm a year behind in school because mm-hmm. of my health and um I had to trans I didn't have to transfer but I did transfer schools because I wanted to see how online would I how I would do online mm-hmm. which has been amazing for me mm-hmm. and so that was really hard to like think about how I just feel like I'm behind in school because I'm a year behind and I feel like health wise I'm all over the place mm-hmm. and then like in relationships I feel like I'm behind mm-hmm. because you know I too was talking to my mom because who else <laughs> do we talk to um and I was just like I'm 24 living at home and that makes me not feel cute you know mm-hmm. I I don't want to go as far as say I feel ugly cuz that seems like drastically I don't know. That seems too heavy for the feeling. I just feel like Oh my gosh, do I feel not enough? <gasps> oh, counseling. Okay. <laughs> Wait, was that just a no? Did you just so. under like Yeah, okay. that just like okay came together in my brain I wonder if that's the root because you know when you have a chronic illness you don't feel like you're enough mm-hmm. oh well do you feel that way sometimes so yeah. then I don't feel cute oh my gosh but you are I'm cute. exhausted thank you you're cute too thanks <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just I feel like it's a whole circle like it's mm-hmm. like if I don't if I'm not graduating on time then I'm not, I don't know, and then I feel like I'm behind in relationships, which, why does that matter? Like, I'm comfortable in my singleness, like, I'm just waiting for a guy to come around, so, like, whatever. See, most kids my age have homes, two kids, and are in the midst of their career. I'm living at home, painting. (laughs) And going to doctor's offices and doing graphic design too, but um, it doesn't make me feel cute. Those kinds of things, doctor appointments, mm-hmm. those are not cute. No. <laughs> Do you dress up for your doctor's appointments? Um, it depends. A lot of my emergency room visits and urgent care visits are leggings and t-shirts. Oh, me too. Um, but if I know I have a doctor appointment, I will wear something that I feel good in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I will wear something I feel good in so that I can be assertive Mm -hmm. and I can feel confident enough to tell them what I want, what I think, and what I need. Yes. So. I am the same way. Mm -hmm. Because when I feel comfortable in the clothes that I'm wearing, I feel like I can do anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. gives you confidence, mm-hmm. and you feel cute, and your life gets better because <laughs> you feel cute. <laughs> it's like what we were talking about last night. Um, if I don't feel cute, then I'm. Then what do we? What did you say? Maybe it was Grace. I don't know. I typically say I'm nicer when I look good. When I, I feel or when you. I feel like I look good. I don't know. I think that was you. It was either you or Grace, because Grace was like. Um, 
saying that she didn't like what she was wearing and I was like you look cute and she said I mean but I don't look good and I was like you look good <laughs> but it, we were at a Halloween party so yeah oh good times well you're cute you're cute thanks we're gonna be cute and sick together <laughs> and we're gonna get you a sparkly cane cause oh my gosh like yes that's the vibe or a gold cane <laughs> oh my gosh to match I, my jewelry my wheels are turning <laughs> i've seen some like resin canes i don't know if they're made out of resin but this girl that i follow mm, dried flowers oh my gosh girl absolutely we we need to hop on this and start a business okay <laughs> we have to go bye bye <laughs>